On this episode of Burn Blood, we need ghost stories. Here we go. Check one, two ghost stories. Yes, Check one, two ghost stories. Here we are talking about ghost stories. They're gonna scare your face. Talk about ghost stories. Something, something, something. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back. Uh, I know it's been a very long time. We don't want to talk about it. No, we're sorry. Now it's been a hot minute, y'all. We sold our house. Ooh. Just a lot of stuff. A lot of busy stuff. Very busy. We yeah. love you. We miss you. I mean, do we? Just we I'm just kidding. Yeah, we, we missed We it. watched the, I don't know if it's 2017 or 2018, but it's Ghost Stories. Wait, I need, I need to do a movie. Can I, I need to do, I want to, <laughs> I want to do a movie theater PSA. Should I do it before we talk about the movie or after? Before. So right now? Yes, do it right now. Okay, guys. So I'm going to tell you just a little PSA from Bourbon and Blood, specifically Ann Schuster. From Bourbon and Blood. Oh, and I'm Danny. <sighs> Guys, if you go to the movie theater, don't fucking be on your phone the entire time. I almost got into a fight with some fat bitch because I called her out. At the end of a movie, I waited until the whole movie was over and then I said something to her. But anyways, it's really, really rude. Just have good etiquette and common sense when you go to a movie theater. Thanks so much. The Speaking of like... You know. large, we were large. just listening to Bicycle by, by Queen. <laughs> yeah. And he said Fat Bottom Girls in that song. And he says he has a whole song about Fat Bottom Girls. Did he just have like a... A love yeah. for fat bottom girls. And then Mika he's... has his song called Big Girls, Big Girls, yeah, You but... Are Beautiful. Like, yeah, I'm telling, Freddie Mercury, he, yeah. I'm confused. There's just so many fat bottom girls in his visions. Because fat bottom girls, I guess, just get along super well with gay guys, okay? Or just Freddie Mercury. 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 <laughs> Merca. A Mercury. A Mercury. <laughs> a Mercury. <laughs> So this was ghost stories. Stop this. You guys, I'm pretty drunk. We're right drunk now. right now. That's the theme. Uh, <laughs> so ghost stories. We have to get really drunk when it's a good movie because there's not a lot of funny stuff to say. So if we get drunk and it's a good movie, it's going to be a funny podcast because <laughs> we'll we're try. drunk. It's hard to be funny about a good movie, but y'all, this movie was good. Was it though? I'll give you my opinion soon. I'm. I mean, do you think no? <laughs> <laughs> so, we uh, we introduced Professor Goodman. Uh, he's just your typical chubby, bearded. Skeptical. I mean, the fact that he was like Jewish played a role in this film. Yeah. Right. Like it opens with his bar mitzvah, and like it's brought up a lot in bullying that he's had. Um. Yeah, Philip Goodman. He's like, 
He's a dude who busts, like, fake psychics, which I love both ends of that spectrum. I love fucking psychics, and I love people who call people out on not being real. (laughs) Remember that documentary we watched with the amazing Randy? Wait, what was it? Wait. He's, he's like, a magician, but also he's, like, the old guy, and he would call, like, he would call out people who would say they were psychic and stuff and like so great i mean i love that but i also am a total sucker for like Teresa caputo and shit i mean i i I, this movie who's Teresa caputo she's the long island medium that lady's not real listen let's call her out but why i mean like her but but why she's causing so much happiness to people her group stuff, yeah, but like, I don't know, if you walk up to someone in a grocery store and are like, is your mom's name Marlene and did she die last year? That's weird, right? <laughs> right? Right? Although maybe she was like an aisle over listening to those ladies before they started recording the show, but whatever. So I feel like the beginning of this movie is a Sorry. little slow for me. No, I'm good. And... Like, he's obsessed with this other guy who's also a ghost, not Ghostbuster, uh, Psychic Buster. A Psychic Buster, but he went missing long ago. Yeah. And when we finally meet this old man, he gets, like, a letter. He's like, oh, come meet me. And he's like, oh, God, he's not dead, so I'm gonna go meet him. This old man looks like Johnny Knoxville when he puts on plastic. I said, is this guy an actual old guy or a young guy? Yeah, which comes up later, but we'll get to. But, (laughs) like, I was like, he looks fake. Like, it looks like Johnny Knoxville dressed up as bad grandpa or whatever. I did get a little freaked out because it sounded, like, he's very Scottish, I believe it is. But he talks really fast at certain points, and it sounds like all of a sudden it translates into Latin, and it's saying something really bad to you. <laughs> like, right? We both looked at each other, and we're like, uh, did that just translate into something weird? Professor Goodman's company, or his show, is called Psychic Cheats, and for the like first 30 minutes, I kept envisioning, like, he uses his psychic powers to find cheaters. Like, that's the name of his show. Oh, my psychic God. Psychic cheats. I could do that. <laughs> what, go up to someone and be like, is your husband, does your husband know a Janet? I could. Does your husband know a Janet? He is fucking Janet. Is your, <laughs> is your husband's secretary named Marlene? I have bad news for you, sister. You don't actually like investigating anything. You just use like. I just powers. walk up to random people and I'm like, "Oh, brother, are you married? You got some bad news coming your way here <laughs> pretty soon. So sorry about that." If you're that. married, I mean, I'm assuming you're married because I'm psychic and I know this. <laughs> They're cheating on you. <laughs> you're in a bad spot, my friend, right now. Is your husband white and middle aged? He's either a serial killer or he's cheating on you. Well, that doesn't bode well for you in a few years, no! does it? <laughs> or he's just a sweetheart who builds bikes. And murders people. No! <laughs> I'm not murdering anyone. I mean, I guess I'd rather have you cheat than murder, but, you know, I'm good at hiding murders and stuff. <laughs> and listen to so many murder things. <laughs> so we go into case one. Dun dun. I was thinking of doing the like, Law and Order music. Yes. Case one, Tony. Bum bum. In New York City, the paranormal investigative team investigates the most heinous and scariest of 
crazy crimes. Professor Goodman will find out you are lying. Boom. Ripped from the headlines. So we got Tony. He's a night watchman. His, kind of a dick. Yeah, and his story started slow, but then as soon as his story started picking up, I was like, oh shit, I'm into this movie. Well, it freaked me out because one of the things they said about Tony was his daughter had locked-in syndrome, which is so freaky to me. That is when your brain is conscious, but literally every other part of you is dead. Like, paralyzed. So, like, your brain and your eyes... You can see what's going on, and your brain can process it, but you can't move, and you can't speak, and you can't do anything. You know like, what would be... This is... <gasps> not to be insensitive, but this would be the meanest thing to do to someone with locked-in syndrome is, like, you just, like, cleaning their room or something, and you start saying, like, never gonna give you up, and then it's just stuck in their head, and they're stuck in their head, and... You're an awful person. <laughs> oh, no! I'm not an awful person. I mean... Rick roll them. What would, god damn it, I don't even know, like, you would just need to be buds, like, you would just have to talk to them, right? Oh, yeah, but. I think I would be a great companion for somebody who has locked-in syndrome, because I can. (laughs) You can just bitch all day about government. I'm really good at reading energy, so I would be able to know, like. You're like, oh, you want me to change the subject? You don't like that subject? You don't want me to talk about how Donald Trump should be impeached? Okay, (laughs) cool. I guess I'll switch subjects. (laughs) So, Tony, uh, he's investigating, or not, he's a night watchman at a creepy old woman's. No, no, no. We gotta go back a second, because we didn't really get to how he got these cases. I said creepy old man that looks oh, like fake old he man. He gave him the three cases? Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, yeah. the Night Watchman, case one, he's a guard for, what was it, a women's facility? It was like a women's, hundreds of years ago, it was a, a facility for crazy women, for runaways and crazy women and women who drank a lot and women who just had babies and didn't want them and... Just a scary, freaky place to be. I've never explored one. A lot of feminine energy. But I feel like anytime someone's like, this used to be a mental institution or a, you know. You instantly get creeped out. I'm like, oh, bad shit happened here. This is haunted. Like, I totally totally secure in our home right now. But if someone were to come to the door and be like, we just realized that this is actually the site of an old tuberculosis ward. I would be like, oh my god, it's the spirits. I've been feeling them this whole time. They're Suddenly we here. just feel more spirits. They're here. Okay, so he turns on the radio and he's like exploring down in the basement. Creepy shit. Like the like, lights keep getting unplugged, but they're like heavy industrial plugs, y'all. Like they're not just getting knocked loose. Like they're heavy industrial plugs that someone needs to be pulling out. And every time he goes to check, oh, they're pulled out. And then <laughs> the third time he goes to check, they're like, like ripped up, broken, smashed to bits. We keep seeing like. In the background, a little girl in a yellow dress with pigtails, but we don't see her up close. It's good. It builds a lot of sweet tension during this whole scene. I liked it. And then he finally, like, gets to the room. Okay. And I need to say... Okay, so first we're gonna... Should I talk about what I was thinking about first? Yeah. Or what... Okay. 
So before this scene happened, I was thinking about one of my favorite podcasts, True Crime Junkies. Um, or Crime <laughs> Junkies. Crime Junkies. It's great. You guys should listen to it. But they had this episode on one time. I was thinking about this specific episode, and I was thinking about the mannequins in this one episode. I was thinking about mannequins. Like, my brain was fixated on mannequins. So as we're watching this movie, Tony opens the door to this room, and what is the room filled with? Just the whole room is lined with fucking mannequins. Mannequins everywhere. I flipped out. I freaked out. I did not like it at all. Oh, and then there's this one mannequin that's covered in a blanket. Is it a mannequin? Or is it a person? (laughs) I think I just thought of something, and I could be wrong. What? You know how he kept looking at the numbers on the door? I think they were the numbers that they called out at the end. Well, I'm sure they are. Little things like that. Yeah. I didn't even think about. But anyways, so he goes and pulls the sheet off the mannequin that's moving. It's just a mannequin. He's flipping out. All but the then, lights shut off in the room. But then... Oh, no, there's a creepy girl ghost with a <laughs> yellow dress, and he's trapped in the room with the mannequins and the ghost girl, and she has a fucking skeleton of a bird that they keep showing. Uh, she loves that bird. And then she stuck her fi- Like, she creeped. Ugh. There are two times. She had her dead, she had her dead girl fingernails, right? And she's like, I mean, you guys can't see this, but I'm doing it to Danny right now. It's creepy. I'm creep crawling my fingers up it's his still arm. And it's like, tickling onto now. his face, <laughs> like they did in the movie. And then she stuck her finger in his mouth. Mm. Ew, her dead girl that finger. Is, there's two times in this movie that fingers are stuck into the mouth. It's, and I don't like fingers stuck in the mouth. Yeah, we've discussed this on a previous Which part. episode? The, I what think movie were fingers? Le- ghost, ghost House. Did we do Ghost, ghost House last? Did we even yeah. do Ghost House and Ghost Stories? And there's fingers in mouth. ghosts. And I don't like it at all. Fingers. Get your, get oh, yeah. Your, Get your creepy ghost, get your creepy ghost hands out of my mouth. Like I don't want them in there. They're gross. They're disgusting. You haven't washed your hands in how like how long? A I don't long want time. Normal people's fingers in my mouth. No, you, let them dead people. You just stuck my finger. Well, you're in different. My mouth. You're my wife. <laughs> you're my wife. You're my wife. And he went to the, he went to the church of Tony and was talking to the priest who I loved, and he was like. He said something like, I'm so sick of this modern distraction, or this modern disdain of the spiritual world. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I loved it. So case two, we have Simon, which I loved this case. It's James from End of the Fucking World. It's the actor Alex Lothar. But yeah, it is James from End of the Fucking World. And he's such a little peach. I love this guy. Good actor. The two things I've seen this guy in, I just want to hug him and be like, baby, it's going to be okay. He does look distraught in everything we've seen. Like, I'm going to take care of you. It's going to be fine. Oh, my God. Your life is so... Horrific, like in everything I see you in. So we he walks into the house and James is or not James, but Simon's like, come upstairs, let's talk about this. And like Goodman sees parents in the kitchen, which this part was creepy. And like he looked over and both the parents' hands are by their side, just yeah, staring at just the sink with the water on, standing completely. Which now kind of makes sense, somewhat. Why? 
I mean, you've seen this movie, so we're just gonna talk about. No, I have. I don't. That's the one thing that doesn't make sense well, like, to me. Why he's, you see what you want to see, and he's envisioning this whole thing like. That's not real, so he's just imagining two people there, but they're not real, so it's not like they could do anything. I don't know. It's almost like a lucid dream where, like, there's people across the street. You can't go over and talk to them. Like, they're just there. I don't know. It's weird. But it's still creepy, and then the door slams. I don't understand the people upstairs. There's actually quite a bit about this movie I don't understand. I feel like maybe there were cut... Were there cut scenes, possibly, that maybe explained, like... Maybe? Because... Remember, he's going up to the third floor. Yeah, and he sees the feet walking around. Yeah, but that never is explained. And neither is, like, the parents banging on the door. Because we understand later why Simon is Simon. I never thought when the parents were banging on his door, I didn't think it was the parents. I thought it was, like, a ghost or the devil or something. And he was like, get the fuck away. I don't want to talk to you right now. Oh, I was like, I'm trying to read my writing. Can you drunk. read your handwriting? So he goes inside and they have the old talk and he's like, oh my God, it's so warm. And then I just got really annoyed because he's still wearing like three layers and a coat. I'm like, just take your coat off. That's a silly comment. But <clears throat> so we get into Simon's story. And he's driving. He looks nervous constantly. His parents keep calling him well, while driving. Well, Simon also did not pass his driving test, but he's afraid of disappointing his parents. So he told them that he did. He did. So he's panicking. Is he, the kid always looks freaked out? Like he's I mean, sweating, nervous he's looking. A little British guy. Like <laughs> yeah, he looks nervous. Sorry, the He's driving down this road, a very British road. It's like literally one lane. Not one lane both ways. Just one one lane. lane. In the middle of the woods. Nothing anywhere. And he's driving and talking to his dad who keeps bitching at him on the phone about what an irresponsible kid he is. Can you maybe not be calling your son, who you think just passed his driver's test... And is driving. why are you calling him on the phone constantly and making him agitated? Like, I'm sorry. I feel like these parents have some big issues. That is something I would never do. I would be like, okay, you're driving, great. Hang up the phone with me. We'll talk about this when we get home. Don't worry about it. Just drive. Hitting man goat with my dad's Volvo. And I was going to write out a whole thing, but then I didn't. Because he hit a man goat. <laughs> <laughs> no? You didn't like my hit man goat? I mean, I liked it like 47%. Okay. And then... What was He I did. Wrote? He hit a man goat. And then, like, just... So after he hit demon. the demon, I also wrote the joke. Call triple Amen. Because you just hit a demon. <laughs> no? <laughs> you know. That's good. Thanks. Yes. Oh, Nailed that's it. Cute. <laughs> and then Aww. it's funny because we go through this whole scene where this goat's like terrorizing him in his car. And the goat gets in. And in my head, I was like, oh, fuck that. When he gets in the car. And then when the goat... 
You keep calling him a goat. It's a demon at this point. It's goat like man. a devil yeah. man. Well, he puts his hands horns. on his shoulder and he's like, stay in the car. And, and then he goes, goes, fuck this! <laughs> yeah. And runs out. Which I, f- I really hope would be my reaction. I hope and pray that if I ever get into my car... <laughs> and there's hands that come on my shoulders from behind me and say, stay. I say, fuck this and run out of my car. <laughs> like, if I don't do that, I deserve to die. I'd be like, nah, let's see where this takes me. <laughs> no. Probably to Death Central is where that's going to take you. It's going to take you to Murder Town. So, but he gets out of the car and gets attacked by tree people. Oh my god, he did. I totally forgot about that part until you <laughs> just said that because I didn't write it down. So, like, what's the point of not getting out of the car? You're going to get killed by tree people. Well, he didn't get killed. He didn't there, get killed. I don't even understand that. There's tree people. But whatever. <laughs> because it was in his drawings. Oh, yeah. All that stuff in Yeah, it. but that's stuff that he was envisioning afterwards. Because he's like, I want to remember things. I don't want to remember things. Again, don't know how that ties in at all with the ending, but... <clears throat> Because it's all, this movie is all about what you pick up subconsciously, and like, he, okay. Let's move on to case three. That's all what this is about. It's all about your subconscious. So case three is Mike, Martin Freeman, who's the biggest yeah, name in this movie. And he's such an asshole. Yeah. He's like a rich dick oh, that's like. Such, like a proper English, he's like a land-owning English asshole with like tweed pants and a little jaunty hat, like with I a knew big shotgun. One of the first things that Mike says to our good men is the last key unlocks everything. So I was like, oh shit, this whole ending is, or his whole story is gonna lock everything, which it kind of did. Yeah. But what did we get? Haunting changing table. Oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah, so his, his, his story is his wife was pregnant and was having complications. So she went into the hospital. And he was at home while she was there. And he's, like, cleaning the nursery. And all of a sudden, like, the diapers just fly everywhere. Accompanied by a giant, like, whoosh sound. Wait, how did it go? Whoosh! Right? Yeah, she did during the movie because I missed it. And it was really cute the way she did it. But it... Well, I don't know if that was how cute or whatever. <laughs> so he turns around and he's like, WTF, why are all these diapers flying everywhere? And then he sees, like, a bunch of, like, the baby lotions and creams, like, stack up on each other, poltergeist style, which is my favorite kind of haunting. Because, <laughs> like, style. I mean, seriously... How much would you shit yourself if you, like, turned around, right? Like, you're in your kitchen, and you turn around to put some silverware away, and then you turn back, and all your cabinets are open. That's no bueno. That is (laughs) not good. But it's so, it's, like, the most visual and, like, hey, there's something here. I'm going to prove it to you by stacking your dining chairs in a pyramid on your table. That's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty sweet. <laughs> I can do that. I would be more like in the Poltergeist movie when she like sets the baby down. And yeah. Like, like I'd and be like, her... check this out, guys. I know. 
I know. So Mike is really, really way too casual about everything he keeps seeing, even when he's alone the next night and just, like, walks through the house, even though he hears noises or noises that would clearly make me think someone broke into the house, yeah. if not a ghost. Well, and also... It made me think that rich people just don't get scared. It, here's what I have to say about rich people right now, and it was <laughs> in my notes. Rich people... You have, like, the means to have these gorgeous houses, and you fill it with the most, <laughs> she was like... so mad about the furniture. ...ugly, unwelcoming furniture ever. Like, <clears throat> it just really bothers me that... Uh, Are rich people really into minimalists? Like, like, I'm thinking about, like, American Psycho. Like, he's a wealthy guy in New yeah. York, and he has, like... All white and the most boring furniture ever. I'm gonna tell you. Huey Lewis and the I news. will tell you. I have been in. I've been in a few super crazy expensive mansions in my life. Like the money that was spent on a couch is like what I would make in a year. Basically, was it a nice couch? No, and that's the thing. None of none of the shit in these people's homes is invite. Like you don't want to sit and chill out in this house and like relax. It's not relaxing. Can you get some? Like I can have a trust. You know what, guys? Let's start a GoFundMe. Get me a mansion, and I will fill it, and I will prove that you can have a welcoming. Warm home that is worth $35 million. Dear listeners, I support this. We'll start a GoFundMe <laughs> for you to buy Anne a mansion <laughs> so we can fill it with furniture oh, that's awesome. That's too much. That's too many rooms. I'm in my bedroom. Like, that's all. That's what I am. I wrote down the funny note that I was like, oh, Maria's there. Oh, Maria's looked better. <laughs> so Maria's in the oh, corner of the baby Maria. room. And she. She's like, that's his her his wife. Ah, sorry, I'm drunk. But she, like, kind of looks rough, and then she, like, zooms towards him and becomes, like, this, like, decrepit monster. And says, we're dead. Yeah. That's says, not good news. That's a bad omen, if I've ever heard one. Yeah, the ghost, <laughs> the ghost of your wife coming <clears throat> to tell you that she and your baby are dead. Yeah, it's not great. So Mike Sorry. tells this whole story and then talks about how, like, his wife died during childbirth because it was, a, I assumed, a goat baby, which would have made it full circle. Yeah. Like, this movie kept pointing me in directions where I thought it was going to go full circle in different ways than it did. But also, though, as he is talking to, what's his name? Philip? Gold Goodman? Philip. Yeah. There's this guy in a parka in the background and you can't see his face but like he's always in the background and he's just like this creepy no face guy in a parka just there watching them parkas are scary yeah, I feel like if I saw anyone in a parka I'd be like no hey I have a really great that. that's what with you with a hood up over your face I mean, I haven't worn the hood That's up what I over meant, my face, but I'm sure if I did, it might be a little freaky deaky. <laughs> if you couldn't see my face. So what happens to Mike? Um, oh. <laughs> so Mike is talking to Philip 
about all of the scary stuff. And then he just pulls out his giant shotgun that only English landowners own. <laughs> only. And blows his brains out, just like right there in front of him. And Philip is shook. Understandably. Yeah. Because yeah. that's some fucked up stuff. It's funny because I didn't see a lot of the twists happening. And I was like, wow, that was the shortest see, Martin Freeman. I did. I didn't I see. Did. I saw I knew, some twists coming, but. I knew there was, I, I knew there was some weird thing where either all of those ghosts were dead or he was dead or he was in some kind of weird limbo or they were in a, like, I knew yeah. there was some weird thing. So, the so weird thought, twist, Mark, guys. Hold I, on. Oh. I, before I found out the twist, I was like, oh, Martin Freeman's on the cover of this movie and he's only been in this movie for 15 minutes. That's odd. Boom. Hence the twist. No. Martin Freeman's on the cover of this movie, and he's only in it for 15 minutes because that's how you sell a well, he's DVD. Also, that's how you sell a DVD. <clears throat> he's also in it for the last 30 minutes, too. I just, because he shot himself, I was like, oh, he's done. But yeah, I guess so. He is the most famous person in the movie. Let's move on to, um, the twist. Okay. Go for it. So the twist. Explain the twist to me. I feel like I'm going to miss a lot because I'm drunk right now. Sorry, I'm repositioning. Sorry if you hear blankets rustling. The twist, guys, is that Philip attempted suicide and he's in the hospital. And all of these characters are just people that he encounters in the hospital in his vegetative state. And they make his way, make their way into his subconscious. Like... The guy in the first story, what's his name? Tony. Yeah. He's the janitor. Yep. Basically Wizard of Oz. The second guy, Simon, he's the nurse. The third guy, Martin Freeman, he's the doctor. And it's very like, um, um, what's that movie? Usual Suspects, where, like, they say things um <laughs> <laughs> yes they do <laughs> no <laughs> you know what i mean where it's like they're saying things in their story but then like in the actual story <clears throat> yeah they're saying it like yeah martin freeman said something about like oh you oh this poor bloke tried to kill himself you know like with Carbon monoxide poisoning should have blown his head off with a shotgun. Like, and that's what, yeah. and that's what Martin Freeman did in his little story. Or like, there's lots of little things like that. So, I like this movie up until the very end, and let me tell you why. I have okay. way too many questions to enjoy this movie overall. Sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> One. Why even show his bar mitzvah and pass? What does that have to do with what's they happening? They brought to him? up so much stuff about his dad, cause that has like nothing. It to had do. nothing to do with it, yeah. and I felt like it was supposed to be this thing, and that's why I was wondering if there were there were scenes that got cut from the movie because, like, there was a point where Martin Freeman was saying something to him like. 
well, especially with your family being the way it is. And then I yeah. kept cutting to his dad being old and, like, you know, at, like, his dad did something. Did his dad kill his mom? Why was he looking at the wedding ring? Like, did his dad kill his mom? Well, yeah, like, what did... What did the little girl have to do with what the story? Happened? Was it just that doll in the room, or did he actually have a daughter or someone in the family? Right. Remember that girl at the beginning? The girl at the beginning of the his sister. Like, that, that was gotta, his sister. Yeah. What's that got to do with anything? Or, like, all right, so there's this whole thing about Callahan, this, like, person with asthma that these bullies are picking on him and our main character. Oh, yeah. Like, why was Callahan not in more of the stories then? Or why weren't these two bullies, since they were such big parts of this traumatizing They period. were, though. When were the two bullies? There then? there was a part earlier on. Oh, my God. That scared me so much. The cat's running down the hall. Yeah. It sounded like a person running down the hallway. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was so scared for a second there. <sighs> but, like, I feel like... I feel like this movie had... Had to have had cutscenes. I don't know. Like, I liked it. I just felt like the twist didn't bring everything together. Yeah, all the three people from the stories. But, like, why did you kill yourself? Why did you attempt to kill yourself? Yeah, that's a big one. It has to be about your family. Like, your dad killed your mom or, like, raped your sister or something. Like, there has to be something that ties everything in together to that beginning part. Like, yeah, you're going to envision the, you know, the janitor as being the security guard, and you go through this whole story. How does any of that story have to do with anything that happened in your life? Or the kid who got a demon in his car, like, how does that have to do... Unless these, like, people were in the room telling them ghost stories. And that's what I feel like, though. Like, the nurse, I feel like maybe he was just talking, because that's what I... I don't know, like, you, people in healthcare industries, like, I feel like if I was a nurse, even if I was walking into, like, a comatose patient's room, I would still have, like, a a conversation, even knowing that they couldn't converse, just, like, being like, oh, so here's what I did today, and here's what's going on in my life, and... Maybe Simon felt comfortable because he knew he wouldn't get any judgment from a comatose patient, so he was able to be like, this is what I have going on in my life. Like, all these things? I don't know. I get some of it. I just... So overall, I really like this movie. I just feel like it did not wrap it up in a nice bow. Like, like not even a semi-nice bow. I do love a good trilogy story. Oh, yes. I, I love... I thought the individual stories were really good. Yeah, they like, kept getting they better and better. Like, they were spooky and creepy, and they made us jump several times. Yeah. They were really good. Um, do you have a story that, like, you don't think people would believe you? Or are you... It's I like... I, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast... The girl on the street? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have. Tell well, it again. I'll tell a quick one just in case. Tell it again. So, back in high school, I lived out in the middle of nowhere, and I was driving to a friend's house. I'm going to tell the shorter version of it. But I passed what looked like a little girl holding a balloon. It was like nighttime, but it looked like real. 
like a person, but they were walking the opposite way. Nothing freaky about it. And then when I got to the friend's house, like, I told them, and they're like, ooh, and they told me how, like, it's a ghost story, but I swore I saw it. I mean, part of me thinks maybe it was just a mailbox with a balloon attached to it, but I never saw a balloon attached to a mailbox, so I don't know. Mine like, is... Yeah. Mine would be my spaceship. Say it. That have I... You ever, have have you, I talked about it on the ooh, podcast? Just in case, throw it in there. Be a quick one. Okay, well, my mom and I, who... Okay, I know I'm a little nutter butter, whatever. My mom is not. My mom is, like, she could run for president. No one could dig sh- any shit up on her. Like, she is the most pure, wholesome woman, honest, truthful, blah, blah, blah. So we were driving one day, and we're on this, like, wooded road, and we both looked to our left, and... I'm not even joking. Like, this sounds so stupid to say it out loud. So did mine. I understand. But we saw a spaceship. Uh, it was, like, hovering, like, six feet above the, the ground. And there were no other cars around. And it was giant and huge and illuminated by huge lights. And there were no people or anything around. And we pulled over and didn't get out of the car, but we're, like... Do you see that? What the fuck is that? Like, it... I've... This happened years and years and years ago. And I still think about it constantly. And if I think about it too much, it freaks me out too much. Because I actually, in my heart, know that what I saw was legit. And, like, (laughs) not... It wasn't anything... I think we have talked about this on the podcast. But because I think I talked about how you're an alien. Maybe. Or maybe that was just... Us laying in bed talking about how you're an alien. But, I mean, that like that's a weird thing to say to people. Yeah. To be like, I saw a UFO, but not in the ground. It was actually hovering. It was hovering in Bloomfield Hills, like, <laughs> in the woods. But we saw it. Like, it was, it was there. And we saw it, and I will, like, there were lights all over it. It was silver. It was hovering. It, it was freaky and... So weird. It was so weird. What we want to tell you is we want you to believe, because we believe. Mm-hmm. There's stranger things out there. There's weird things. There's things that can't be explained. Yeah, keep your little minds open, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode Ooh, of Bourbon and Blood. <laughs> creepy. He just, like, whipped his head around at me when Completely he said that. Completely 180 degrees. Wait, 360 degrees. 360. He yeah. turned his head. <laughs> I turned my head gave up. He turned his head he Reagan style. It was beautiful, you guys. Graceful. So thank you, and we promise to be back sooner than the last time we yeah, said we'll, we'll be, be back. Yeah, we'll be better. We've been busy, guys. God. I mean, what do you want us to do? Do a podcast all the time? Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. We got to drink Get so much. Get out of here. Get out of here. I can't drink that much anymore. So this was this was a hard movie to do because it was really good, besides my complaint on the ending. But we will do something next week that's just ridiculous, because I already have a plan. Oh, we were doing it with Christy and Sean next week. <gasps> What's it called? Do you remember? It's the llama one. Oh, God, what was it called? It's like llama murder, or murder llama, or something. There's something about llamas killing people. Our friends Christy and Sean will They're be They're like the radioactive podcast. llamas. Radioactive llamas. Really we could excited. be wrong. excited. So, I hope they're radioactive. Hopefully, we will be back either next week or the week after. I'm going to try to do it weekly. 
for a, bi- a bit to catch up a little. Maybe not permanently, but we love yeah. you. Welcome back, Bourbon and Blood. <laughs> <laughs>